0: Welcome back to the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learn in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and you are listening to a very special episode of the new Normal series. This is a mini-series we are doing in between podcast seasons to address the changes that have happened in our world and our industry over the last year. Let's get into it. This week's podcast guest is fitness coach Christina Forrest. Here is my caveat for this episode, guys. I am always very, very careful about how I talk about bodies and fitness and food in this space. As actors, I think we can kind of get a little wrapped up in how we look and how we face the world and the importance of it can kind of overtake sometimes, but I really thought it would be weird to leave it out of this overall new normal health series because it is a part of our health. I want to focus on however not how it looks if that makes sense. I want to focus on actual health and nutrition. So a lot of what we are going to hit on is going to be incredibly inclusive in the terms of Of health and fitness. I do not want to talk about weight loss specifically, although I know that is some people's goals. It does come up like once in this podcast. So that's your trigger warning for that if that's something you need to avoid. But I really want to talk about our relationship with health over the last year and how we can adapt it moving forward. After having worked with Christina myself for quite some time, I really trust her and how she views health has nothing to do with body size at all. She really is holistic in how she sees things and I think that after the battles I've had personally with health and fitness in my own body, someone like her is is truly what I needed for my next step. So that's your introduction. (laughs) Today we are also going to talk about soothing our minds, how we're all in the same boat after the pandemic, how much she helped me with habit change over the last 9 to 12 months, We're going to talk about being a part of a vaccinated society, how we can take care of ourselves from day to day as we maybe go back to work or stay home and continue to work and how your body is an instrument as an actor and how there are different body types, but how you can keep your performer's mindset. Guys, without further ado, please enjoy Christina Forrest. Thank you so much for being here. For sure. For sure even though you're like right down the street. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Virtually or, you know, however. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, so I am doing this series to talk about all of the things that we're going into in the new normal, but also to assess what we've been through in the past 14, 15 months at this point when this comes out. And uh, I think it's really important to acknowledge, like I'm, I'm super weary of And I picked you specifically for this reason to talk about this, because I'm very weary of the instant conversation of health going to weight loss. And I think it can easily go there sometimes. And so I'm always very weary of talking about it on the podcast and talking about it in public, but I had such a positive experience working with you. And I know you as a person that I feel like that's not your necessarily go-to thought for people.
1: Uh (laughs) I would hope it's not. I mean, it's, it's not always not part of the conversation mm-hmm. but um it shouldn't be the only thing that we talk about right
0: yeah. yeah
1: especially for someone who's in you know in front of a camera and who gets that pushed on them all the time um it's definitely not the only thing we should talk about
0: yeah and i feel like you do a good job of seeing the whole picture so i the first thing i want to talk about is you know like i said i want this to be a really inclusive talk not just about weight loss although that could be a portion of this Um, but more to talk about our relationship to our health over the last year and how we can adapt and move forward with including what we've been through into where we are going. Sure. Um, So first of all, I'd like to soothe some people's minds that we're all in a similar boat. Are there some things you are hearing from people and your clients that are kind of through lines that you've heard over the past year about people's health or how they're feeling in their bodies?
1: Sure. I mean, I think it's been a roller coaster for a lot of people, right? Um, Like where some days you feel like, okay with, you know, your daily habits and the new normal, if that's what we want to call it. Um, And then other times you feel like you've kind of been hit by a semi, right? Um, (laughs) And, you know, like sometimes those days come without warning. So um, it's, it's definitely something that I've heard is, is that people are just kind of all over the place, which is totally fine, fair. And if we want to use the word normal, normal. Um, I think how we cope with it is very widespread Um, and coping is something that should be talked about when we talk about nutrition, when we talk about health, when we talk about fitness, because I think a lot of times our good habits and bad habits or our productive habits and maybe unproductive habits are rooted in in wanting to cope with a situation, especially a situation that is out of our control. Um, Those tend to be the toughest parts for people because if it's something you can't control or you can't control directly, you don't feel good with that. It's not fun to sit with that feeling. So Mm -hmm. your immediate, um, thought or feeling is to do something, whether that's helpful or not, at least to soothe and help you not feel that discomfort. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that has been one of the, um, recurring themes or narratives that I've, I've heard as a fitness professional in this last year or so.
0: Yeah, I think I mean the idea of coping is very interesting because I do think that we were given a lot of permission to cope in March, April,
1: May, oh, blah, yeah, last year. Absolutely. I, it
0: doesn't feel like uh that's really in the rhetoric right now.
1: Definitely, and I think part of that is because depending on where you live, your experience has been a little more diverse as this has gone on, right? Initially everyone was in the same boat. You know, we're not going outside, we're binge watching whatever we've been meaning to binge watch and everyone's having a collective, like, you know, popcorn party on the couch. And it it was, it was definitely in because everyone's doing that. But as we, you know, move out of this thing um, and some people move out of it quicker or, you know, less quick, or depending on where you live, it's really going to dictate what this looks like for you in terms of normalcy of life. And thus um, with the different uh, experiences, then, you know, what is normal for people or how people are coping if that's what we want to talk about, um, a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we talked a lot when, so we worked together about mid pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I reached out and I was like, Hey, I've been drinking every single night for about three months now. <laughs> I feel like a trash can, <laughs> um, please help me. And we, uh, we can go into specifics a little bit later if we get there, but, uh, we talked a lot about habits and you've already said mm-hmm. that once in yeah. this call. So I'd love to talk about that and how that's ch- Whatever everyone's definition of habits are, have really changed in the past Mm -hmm. year.
1: Absolutely. I think that your habits are more likely going to change um, aggressively when your environment changes aggressively, right? And I think we've all had this collective experience of our environment changing really aggressively, really abruptly, right? Where your previous routines of when you go to work, when you get up, what you do in the evenings, what you do on weekends versus weekdays all abruptly really changed because everyone had to stay home. Um, And so all these places and things that you would do places you go and things that you do have changed dramatically. And thus um, you can see it one of two ways. One is that like, Oh my God, my habits have been completely derailed, you know, and you're looking for safe Harbor, anywhere you can find it. Um, (laughs) Or you can see it as an opportunity to hit the reset button. And I think that there's a bit more optimism in the latter. Um, very rarely will we have the opportunity to rewrite what you want your day-to-day life to look like. And so what I've been doing as a, as a coach is encouraging people to seize that opportunity to change habits that potentially were really tough to change previously, but now you have the opportunity to do so a little bit more easily. It may not be easy, but it's easier perhaps Um, such as, uh, you know, people would oftentimes with nutrition ask me about like eating out and Mm -hmm. for a while there with the pandemic. And even now a lot of people aren't eating out. Um, and that was a good opportunity to change the habit of eating out. Right. Mm -hmm. Or at least having a moment, a space between your routine and how you want to move forward. So you can choose, which of my habits, which of my routines do I want to continue to invest in and continue to, to do, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Part of how I view habits is every repetition that you do of an act, whatever that habit might be, reinforces that habit further down the road, right? Whether that's a good habit or bad, right? You can see how this becomes a really double-edged sword for people because good habits, yeah, you do a rep and you're like, oh yeah, I'm building, I'm forging this awesome habit. And then, you know, you start to think about your bad habits and you're like, well, maybe just this once won't be so bad. Right. And, <laughs> you know, we all have that kind of, um, rationalization in our minds. Right. Mm-hmm. But the truth of it is that the more repetitions you do, the more well ingrained that habit or thought process might be.
0: Right. Right. So are there some ways that you have helped, for example, I mean, you helped me very much change my habit around like how I ended my day, for example. Are there some through lines like that, that you feel like would really help people out as they move from where we are to where we're going?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, I always want to start with, with two points in mind. One is understanding and appreciating where we are right now, which for a lot of people requires you to take a really hard look at yourself and your situation, which can emotionally be tough to say the least, especially when you know, we've been hit by this pandemic. A lot of the things that you have started to do or continue to do are, you know, initially were coping mechanisms, but now are more well-worn habits and ultimately we're under your control, right? So first is looking at exactly where we are. And I think that the more unbiased and more plainly you can see this point in time, the better, um, at least in the long run. And then the other end of the spectrum is where do I want to be? Like where if you can paint a picture in your mind of who do I want to be, what does that version of myself do? What does that version of myself not do? And really have that clear, I wouldn't say end point, but next step in mind, it helps craft the path between those two points, right? Mm-hmm. And without a full appreciation of where I am right now, the good and the bad, it's hard to plot a course to the end game because I don't... Know where I'm starting from. And if I don't know where I'm ending, again, the path between gets really hairy to say the least.
0: Yeah. Especially, I think that can get that way if we try to do a 180. For example, mm. if you've spent quarantine taking a break from fitness completely, from sure. you know, your food is like very grab and go style from your kitchen. Uh, it seems as though if you want to fix everything at once, it's a kind of a recipe for disaster.
1: Definitely. Um, I think starting with things that are easier wins, especially if you're you're new to habit change, or if you don't have a ton of confidence in your ability to make change in this moment, start with things that almost seem too easy. Like where if I gave you a habit to do, Sam, where I would say, Hey, I want you to drink eight ounces of water a day. You'd be like, Christina, (laughs) eight ounces. That's like so ridiculously low. But as soon as someone tells me that, like that's too easy. I say okay great. So now you have no excuses. There's no reason why Sam can't drink 8 ounces of water per day, right? And as silly as that may seem, the simple act of hitting that habit daily starts crafting a new narrative of I am Sam and I stick to my habits. Mm. And I'm drinking this water, it's making me feel good. It sounds super hokey and it sounds like a super low barrier to reach, but it starts again, crafting this narrative of being someone who sticks to your habits and does things that are good for you. Right. Yeah. And I give the example of water because it's generally very easy for people to access. It's typically just a question of remembering to drink water rather than, you know, a question of cost or access or um, anything else like that, or education, perhaps it's easy to do. So I start with people, especially if, if someone seems to have some kind of lack of, of faith in their abilities. I start with something super easy and super simple. And typically when it comes to changing someone's habits, you give people a couple of different options and ask them, which of these seems easiest to you? Not which of these do you want to do? Which of these do you think is the best, whatever, because people generally on the whole know what they need to do in terms of fitness and nutrition. I think that's so accurate. Like it's, yes, there's some complicated stuff. If you got some achy knees and you don't know how to fix that, like that's a different story entirely. But generally speaking, people know what they need to do at least to take the first step in their fitness or nutrition journey, right? Like this stuff is not, at least in the the sense of the first step, rocket science. People Mm -hmm. know that eating vegetables is good for you. Drinking water is good for you. (laughs) Like that protein is a thing and we should probably get some of that daily, right? People know, if I ask you, Sam, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? You know the right answer, right? Right. <laughs> like you know the right answer. Like this mm-hmm. is again, like this. This simple first step stuff is not complicated, yet so many of us fall short of doing it, right? Like so many of us are like, oh, when was the last time I had a vegetable? Oof, that's an awkward conversation. Um, people know generally what the right thing to do is. The problem is more in an adherence. And to your point, I think a lot of people bite off well more than they can chew, in a fit of excitement, new year, new me kind of motivational feeling. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. And there, there's going to be a lot of that coming down the pipeline.
1: Oh, absolutely. And there's going to be a lot of people who are trying to profit off of those feelings as well. Right. Yes.
0: Yes. Bounce
1: back from quarantine kind of fitness plans and nutrition plans. Like, Uh
0: I can already, wary, I can already folks. feel it. I can feel the yeah. capitalism
1: flowing through my veins <laughs> and the pressure from, you know, other people too, around you who are mm-hmm. like, you know, going to post transformation pictures on social media of like their before and after, like, mm-hmm. and you'll kind of get pulled into thinking, well, maybe I should be doing that too. Like, I definitely don't feel as fit as I used to be. And there's going to be a lot of pull towards that. So, you know, be wary folks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it happened during the pandemic too. Like about a few months in people were like, this is your pandemic fitness time. Everyone's just on their own journey. And I think it's so important to highlight that. And is it, but there are, like you said, some very, very cut and dry things that everyone could do. Is there a few checked boxes, for example, that you think if people wanted to assess where they are, because if they seem so overwhelmed by their fitness right now, by their health, what are the few checked boxes you would recommend for people to assess and maybe start to work with
1: in terms of like how they feel or what they're currently doing their habits?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Overall, like, uh, health things like yeah. few simple things. Cause we can get, especially for my listeners who are in LA, you can get overrun with ideas and
1: ideologies. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, I'm always someone who's going to go back to like basics that are simple. If it makes sense to a kindergartner, there's probably some truth to it, right? If you have to explain <laughs> it further than that, truly, then it gets a little hairy, right? Like, and then we get more into dogma than than truth, right? Um, couple things, I think that like moving your body, it's gonna. A lot of these are gonna be super broad mm-hmm. because I think that when we talk about essential truths that are true for everyone across the board. Um, it is going to be a bit more broad and far reaching rather than something super specific. Right. So moving your body for sure. Um, If you're someone who is a desk jockey, just sitting all day and you don't get your steps in or move around, walk and experience your life as a physical human being, that's an issue for sure. Right. Um, Making sure that you're moving enough throughout the day is, is definitely step one because it also helps you, just change the mood that you're in. And ideally if we can get outdoors all the better, right? Yeah. Cause getting outdoors, moving, getting fresh air and getting sunlight, man, those will do wonders for many an issue. Yeah. That would be definitely high on the list. We mentioned drinking that. water, um, definitely drinking enough. Um, For most of the recommendations I'm going to give in this broad sense, there's not going to be numbers or metrics to it because it definitely depends on the person. Mm -hmm. But, um, a good test for hydration levels is your morning, morning urine color. Mm -hmm. It should be light yellow. It should not be like a deep yellow. And if that's the case, then you need to work on your hydration game. Um, typically with hydration and drinking water, the long game and the measured approach throughout the day typically tends to be better for people. If you find out at 5 p.m. that you've had a glass of water. It's going to be tough to make up that, uh, that deficit in hydration, right? So uh-huh. definitely spacing water throughout the day. I saw you grab a hydroflask. Like having water on hands, again, takes down some of the extra excuses that you could potentially come up with for not drinking, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you have water literally on your person all, mm-hmm. all the time, it's way easier, right? And actually, um, I don't know if this is going to be a video recording, but you've got show the people your like topper to your hydro flask. Oh, that's got straw? a spout on it, right? Mm-hmm. The straw Did is you the ever best. Have, why is it the best?
0: Oh, I really like it because it's easy because I used to drive all the time. Mm. Uh, and when you drink a hydro flask in the car, it can get in your oh, face and hit the ceiling.
1: <laughs> the mouths are like this big.
0: So you got to like really pour them on yourself. Yeah. It. And it's because I, yeah, be, I was an
1: assistant for so long. So I got the straw top and it's super convenient for people, mm-hmm. right? Um, we want to look at your habits and try to find any resistant points, any like friction to adherence to your habits. Right. And so yeah. for some people, they go for like a bottle where the mouth is this big and they're like, oh gosh, this is going to be really cumbersome, right? If you're driving around, if you're at a stoplight or trying to drink water as you drive without a straw, man, it just gets to be hairy. So then you're like, oh, I'll drink when I, when I get to wherever I'm going. And then you're like, oh, I got to where I was going and I was so busy and things get away from you. So again, mm-hmm. finding any of those friction points along the way that keep that. you from, from adhering to your habits, whatever they may be, and dealing with those if you can right? So like the moving around business, set a timer on your phone every half an hour. If you're sitting and you can't stand up, it's gonna be a posture check, right? Just mm-hmm. stand up and sit down in a better position, right? Yes. The very least everyone can do that. Better yet would be to stand up. If your water is running low, let's talk that puppy off. Let's walk a little bit, right? Do another posture check. And then when you resume seating, sitting, that is, find a better position. Cause I guarantee you after that half an hour, I'm going to start to look a little bit like a gremlin.
0: I always do. We have a mirror across from the desk and I can just oh, see my posture. If I don't, yep. it's <laughs> damning evidence. <I> know, it's <laughs> the worst.
1: Um, beyond that, uh, moving, drinking water, again, keeping these as, as broad reaching as possible, get some produce in, definitely get your fruits and your veggies in, Um, no matter the nutritional, um, diet that you adhere to, if anything, fruits and veggies are on the list for sure. Um, and if it's not on the list, then I would advise you to re-examine that because there's such a, a bountiful amount of vitamins and minerals in fruits and vegetables that you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck out of those than taking say a multivitamin once a day. Right. Mm. Um, we as human beings are meant to eat fruits and vegetables get those puppies in. Um, diversity is better than just sticking to one thing. But if you're someone who's like, man, I really don't like vegetables, but I guess I'll stomach carrots start there. But eventually like the, the goal is to eat a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and explore some of those fruits and vegetables that you may have not touched before. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. And when we make, um, habit goals like that, of eating more fruits and vegetables, eventually you might want to have like a, a metric assigned to it of how much of that you're, you're taking in a day. But I would say that unless you have very specific goals, um, that are like more like fine tuning goals, like you're, I don't know, 98% of the way towards your goal, whatever it may be in the t- last 2% involves something more serious or more specific fruits and vegetables are definitely part of the plan. Um, and again, like your, uh, hydro flask with the straw, we want to eliminate any sources of friction. So if you have like a price issue with it, grab that frozen veggie and frozen fruit combo, like those tend to be cheaper and they tend to be more shelf stable, right? You can keep them in your freezer and then just pop them out whenever you need to. So if you're the type of person who buys bagged salad with such good intentions on Monday, (laughs) <laughs> and then come Friday, you're like, man, this bag salad and just went bad without me opening it. That's too bad. And this just becomes the weekly cycle. Mm-hmm. Then buy some frozen stuff that works too.
0: Great. And for people who are possibly still in a, in a place where they're kind of isolated or don't mm. have someone to look to who has good habits, do you have a recommendation of, of if they want to help have someone help them adhere to these ideas,
1: like as in like an accountability Mm -hmm. person, I don't think that you necessarily need someone physically sharing the same space as you to have accountability. Um, I think this last year has proved that we can do a lot of things virtually. And while it may not be the same, you can definitely find avenues that are helpful that maybe you didn't explore previously like to your point with your podcast being easier to reach you know a wider variety of of people to talk to because yeah. now you don't need them to be in the same physical space i think the same story applies when it comes to your habits right so when we talk about adherence i don't think that you necessarily need to be physically sharing the same space with someone but i guarantee you that there's at least a couple people in your life who want to make better habits for themselves but kind of been kicking that can down the road because they're just putting it off, right? Mm -hmm. There's mutually beneficial a relationship out there to improve your habits. Explore that.
0: I love that. There is a lot of, because this is so many actors, there's a lot of people who are listening to this who are already extremely aware of their health and fitness. There might be Mm. a group of people who are very up on it, you know, who who thrived in working out from home. I personally have really enjoyed working out from home. I do it more often and I don't have to deal with taking care of the dogs or kenneling them. It's great. Uh, so for this group of people sometimes, and I'll speak for myself about this, I can hear an ideology about a new health and fitness thing And I get, I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm going to try it or I'm going to go for it. And sometimes it's like, okay, cool. That was a fun experiment. But a lot of times I've also wasted a great deal of money and time Mm. on things that were absolute nonsense, especially living in a city like LA Sure. Uh, coming out of the pandemic. A lot of people are going to be a little cash poor. They're going to be getting themselves back up on the financial ladder. Are there things that you think are not worth people's time or money that are like, you know, and you, and you don't have to like call out a brand or a name or something, but is there, is there trends that you see that you think that are not really worth probably money or that you could do better on your own?
1: How much time do you have, Sam? <laughs> um, to your point, we live in LA and there's a lot mm-hmm. of that. There seems to be something new every week. Um, What I will say is that a lot of the, best nutrition practices for someone to feel healthy, improve their blood markers, whatever you want to call health, right? Improve their aesthetics, especially if we're talking actors looking a certain way as part of the gig and improving performance, whether that's just getting through your workouts with enough stamina or actually improving some important, uh, performance metrics, like running a certain speed, benching a certain amount, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Typically what you need nutritionally or fitness wise to improve those things is unfortunately for the billion dollar nutrition industry. It's not something you purchase in terms of a product. Great. Pause for emphasis there. Um, No, I mean, it's the unfortunate truth, right? If you have to buy a certain, like I've seen, I've seen people who are in front of a camera and they're like, man, I started this new diet. It's got like shakes and bars and I eat like this specific brand company's bars twice a day, shakes twice a day. And then I have one meal where I can eat, you know, just chicken, brown rice and vegetables. Like, man, you're spending more than half your day eating products with an an ingredient list that is longer than a CVS receipt. (laughs) Right? Like again, as before, if you ask a kindergartner, what's healthy, what would they tell you? nothing in a rocket science, but I think we all get super hyped. And I think that the nutrition and fitness craze, um, conglomerate, I I don't know that the (laughs) groups of people who are trying to make a ton of money off of you Mm -hmm. want you to get excited. So they've definitely got their, their teeth sunk into you once you get excited and hyped and say, this is it. Right. Or even if you just have a passing like interest and curiosity about something. Your curiosity is piqued about a certain product by all means be a scientist and try it out if you'd like to but if you're strapped for cash you don't need any of those things
0: i uh was listening to this great podcast maintenance phase i think i sent it to you actually mm-hmm. uh and they did a an episode about the relation of uh poverty foods with what fad diets often tell people not to eat and it's mm-hmm. things like rice and beans and bread and things that are yeah. very like below the poverty line of like large access to people. And it just really wowed me. Cause I'd never thought about it in terms like that, how much we vilify oftentimes in certain diets, those types of foods that are reachable to people on yeah. all levels.
1: I mean, when we worked together, was there any food item that was off limits? No. Why? Mm-mm.
0: Um, I mean, it just you did. You told me if you want to have something that you feel like is not good for you, or something like that, you feel like is not like healthy, doesn't make you feel good, then it better be the best tasting thing you've ever had. <laughs>
1: oh, dude, make it the best one. Like if you're jonesing for a slice of pizza, it better be the best slice of pizza in your city that you can possibly get. Yeah, you said that. About- I, I was don't like, want I to love hear a glass that-
0: of wine, and you were like, it better be a damn good glass of wine like like one best. where like a
1: week later you're like man that glass of wine was and
0: i look at wine all the time now and i'm like that's not very good so i don't think i want it cuz i never thought about it like that it was just like a yeah. thing but yeah in tr- there was nothing there was there was nothing uh, like off limits there was nothing it was just generally what makes you feel good what gives you energy what doesn't
1: yeah and i think that when you create space for anything to be on the list, um, it creates less urgency to have that one last time, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of people who who are trying a new diet or trying to turn the page on their habits, potentially, want to have that last one hurrah, having all the things that they're about to give up for some indeterminate amount of future. Right.
0: Yep. I've absolutely done that.
1: Oh dude, who hasn't, right. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Diet Um, starts tomorrow. (laughs) uh, Totally. Diet starts Monday. So I'm going to get in as much as I can of the other stuff until then. Right. Uh And you know, typically that tends to be a cyclical affair where you diet starts Monday frequently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so instead of having that roller coaster, establishing habits where nothing is off the table or off limits allows people to be like, Meh, not today. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that if you stay present then, instead of, you know, saying getting the case of, you know, am I allowed to curse on here? Absolutely. Getting the case of the fuckets. Um, where, you know, once you've had something bad or something that was not supposed to happen, whatever that food item may be, you get a case of the fuckets. I'll start fresh tomorrow. Right? Yeah. The rest of the day I might as well X, Y, and Z because I've messed up. Right. Mm -hmm. This becomes like super cyclical where people will, you know, hard knuckle their nutrition as long as they can possibly tolerate with something really aggressive and really militant. And then sure enough, when they miss those foods or potentially miss those experiences, right. Mm -hmm. The boyfriend's birthday, he's having cake and I'm missing that experience of sharing cake with him once a year And then you break down, have cake, and you're like, well, fuck it. I might as well have everything else, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Diet starts Monday. Yep. This becomes really problematic, right? Generally, this is not a good headspace for someone either, right? Constantly feeling like you're trying really hard. So you go from this manic feeling of like, I'm doing it. It's going well to this depressive phase of I messed up again.
0: And I can tell you with actors, it will inform our work of whether we feel worthy or not, because our body Mm. is what is on screen. It will absolutely sometimes dictate whether we feel like, and I'm speaking for myself, I know I'm not speaking for everyone, but I know it will dictate uh, how, you know, whether you feel ready for an audition because you don't feel like you've done enough to prepare your body. It can really alter that in so many ways.
1: I believe it. Absolutely. It's, it's also supremely distracting. I would imagine that, you know, you're going into an audition. I'm not someone who's ever acted or ever done an audition. So I can't speak (laughs) from experience on any level, but I would imagine that you have enough to think about enough to remember in terms of your lines, how you want to deliver those lines. Like, let's not give up valuable, valuable headspace to, Oh man, I fucked up my nutrition again. And walking into the room with that kind of energy, like, man, that's distracting.
0: Oh my God. I'm gonna. That's my quote pull from this episode. That's so, so honestly true. So in keeping with that, are there things that you are seeing that are popularized or did happen over the pandemic that shifted for people that were positive things or things you would encourage?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of people who, um, potentially like were go, go, go with work, um, Mm -hmm. had to slow down. Right. And (laughs) realize I think a lot of people recognize themselves in that, (laughs) um, they were forced to slow down, right. And reassess like, man, what do I do with all this extra time? Right. And after you've plowed through all the things you're going to binge watch, right. Then you start thinking, well, what, what do I really want to do with my time? What hobbies do I want to pick up? Like what practices do I want to pick up? Right. Um, I think a lot of people recognize like, oh, I do have time for this, but I have to make time for this. I have to be strategic about. Where and how I spend my time, and not only like the physical like time hours, et cetera, but also like my mental time, right? Mm -hmm. And again, I think that this this is such a fascinating social experiment of having everyone just pause all collectively at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because whether you you had an experience where you were you know unlocked in lockdown or quarantine for a short time or you know a long time. Everyone had that collective experience of pausing where everything was literally on hold. And how people reacted to that is extremely telling, right? Some people freaked out, like, I have to be doing something. Let me just go deep clean my apartment. Let me just, you know. I mean, I think I definitely fall in that bucket where like I need to clean everything, (laughs) I'm gonna reorganize everything, I need to do something, or I'm gonna go absolutely stir crazy and bananas. Yeah. And the other people who like breathed a, a collective sigh of relief of like, oh, thank God, I get to rest for a moment. I haven't slept this be- well in years. I've had people tell me that. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's a lot of frustrations that people have had with their current situation or what they've experienced in the last year. But I think that there's a lot of like good benefit and um, realizations to take from this very singular, very once in a lifetime, hopefully, yeah. um, moment, right? Knock, knock on all the wood you <laughs> So I hope that my hope is that people don't let this, this year pass by without thinking critically about what they want to keep in this experiment.
0: Yeah. That's been a common, common trend through all the interviews I've done for the series.
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot of people have already made a lot of critical decisions based on that. You know, I think I've had a number of friends who have moved from LA and uh, that move was going to happen the next couple of years, but it just hastened that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think this has made people pause and really reflect on what is and is not important to them and what isn't, isn't worth chasing anymore or at all.
0: Yeah, totally. Which might also include your physical health or what you thought Absolutely. you should look like or what, you know, I think that happened for a lot of people. I know that they stopped chasing the beach body every minute of every day and got to sure. sit in and realize like, oh, this is where I f- actually feel good. I actually feel yeah. good where I am.
1: Definitely. I think like we talked about earlier, we want to have a starting point, which is where you are right now, physically, mentally, emotionally, like exactly as you are. And we want to have that end point. Like what is it you're chasing. Right. And that's not only like your physical self, how you look and how you perform and how you feel, but also what your day is filled with, how you spend your best day. And that endpoint may have changed for a lot of people, and that's okay, but it is uncomfortable for a lot, a lot of folks, right? Yeah. Of this thing that I chased for the last decade is no longer as important as pulling as it used to be. And I've spent and invested all this time, whether I was successful or not. It's really uncomfortable to change gears and feel like I'm throwing away a lot of my energies, right? Yeah. But I would say that, I would argue that however you feel about the time you spent chasing that one thing, continuing to chase it, just for the sake and argument of chasing it and trying to validate the years that came before, continues to waste time. Yeah. And that's problematic, right? But I think that globally, this, this time, this pandemic, this quarantine, this extra time that we've all had, has allowed people to really reflect, right? Not only on what I want, but what I want to be doing. What do I want to look like? What do I want to feel like? um, Who am I potentially? Some big ticket questions.
0: Yeah, totally. Which we never have time to really re-examine as we run run, run the hamster wheel.
1: Yeah. You just kind of keep going in your your well-run routines and paths, right? So beyond habits alone, which are super important and a big part of this equation, understanding what it is you're you're gunning for what you're chasing is important too because that dictates everything that we do day in day out right because if i want this one end game goal but everything i do in a day doesn't really push me closer to that goal i'm really spinning my wheels right and there's going to be like a, a balance of course with things that you have to do for that goal and things that you just have to do to be a living, breathing human being with a roof over your head,
0: right? Yeah, and pays taxes.
1: <laughs> but I would argue that those things also lead towards your goal, right? Because mm-hmm. if you didn't do those things, there's no way you could chase this goal, right? Yeah. And I think reframing it that way adds more enthusiasm to do things. To your point, like pay your taxes and be, you know, an upright citizen. It, mm-hmm. it allows you to have a little bit more potentially excitement about it, or less, you know, apathy towards it. <laughs> totally. Potentially. Um, and thus, you know, you you get those things accomplished a little bit easier potentially.
0: I have like five more questions for you, but we are running short on time. So I'd be happy to, to do to a part back. two if you'd like. Okay. I'm happy to,
1: yeah. We definitely veered <laughs> uh, off course, but uh, no, I
0: think, I think it's, that it's was a good discussion. I think that was exactly where we wanted to go because I, like I said in the beginning, I think that health and fitness gets this box of like, especially a thin white woman privilege kind of thing. And I think talking about things like forming habits, forming the life you like all inform your actual physical health in so many ways that this is exactly where we wanted to go. I will have to have you back on because I do have more questions that I think people would love to talk to you and you're just so knowledgeable. We could go into a lot more specifics. So I'd um, be happy to come back. Thank you so much. Do you want to direct people to check you out anywhere?
1: Anything like that? Um, I'm pretty like social media, um, averse. I get, I'm like the creeper (laughs) on social media. Like I have a, I have an account, but I mostly post like stories of my cat and like me doing fitness things. So it's not very informative, but, um, if you had like questions about this, you can DM me there. It's at coach K forest, F O R E S T on Instagram. Um, I'm really not on Facebook. Don't even try. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy to, to answer any questions or, um, help out in any way I can.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: You're so welcome, Sam.
0: We're going to take just a quick second to talk about something that is really important to me. This podcast series is called The New Normal for a Reason. We have been through so much, we have adjusted, we have pivoted, we have grown. A lot has changed in the past year, but one of the things that is not changing is the ability to learn new things online constantly and create community. That's why this whole podcast series is sponsored by The New Triple Threat, a membership created by Anna Madrid from Put Me On Self Tape and Alicia Oxy from That One Audition. You guys might have heard me talk about this before, but I kind of want to break it down in detail. What exactly is this membership? There are tons of acting classes online. There are tons of programs with different types for the business. But to have it all combined into a holistic sense to create a career and not just get a job, I think this is one of the first places of its own kind. Anna and Alicia have built this course in three tiers so that each level is as accessible as possible based on your needs and based on the time and money you have to spend. I love anyone who is self-aware of an actor's income and energy level. The tiers consist of the co-star, the guest star, and the series regular. I'm going to focus on the guest star because that's the membership that I personally belong to I have been a member since the very beginning I am a huge huge fan of this the guest star membership includes access to all of their online courses including Alicia's classes on character building Anna's classes on framing for yourself tape and lighting yourself tape they're coming out with an editing course as we speak there is so much available online and you can take it on your own time This means you will never, quote unquote, Miss a class again? They are available to you as a working actor to fit a working actor schedule. Along with the classes in the guest star membership, you also have access to the twice monthly chats. These are one tech chat with Anna and one general character chat with Alicia. All of the chats I've been on, we've talked about all these topics, but we've also talked about where we're at in the business, what we need in our auditions, what we need help with, advice. It is just a beautiful place to touch base with actors. So. Not only do you have these evergreen classes that you can take on your own time, but you're also building a community in these meetups. If you guys are interested in joining me in the guest star membership, they have given us a special discount code. It is linked in my bio on Instagram and it is linked underneath this podcast. It is 77 bucks a month for the membership. I truly don't know the last time I paid less than $100 for an acting class. I am floored by this price. If you guys want to join me, let me know. If you have any questions, please feel free to. You can always reach out on Instagram and I am really excited to see you join me in the new triple threat and that brings us to the end of today's episode thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast and thank you for supporting our sponsor the new triple threat you guys know you can always talk with me all the time at one broke actress on Instagram and check out anything that's going on at OneBrokeActress.com. and I will talk to you guys next week